Thank you for listening to Dream 10X Radio, where we interview people attempting to live extraordinary lives. Our twofold purpose is to both direct and inspire people bold enough to do the same. Dream 10X. Face your fears. Michelle Kosmacek and Michelle Fagan. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us. And this is Dr. Capel. And this year we're going to lead off with doing a couple of series on mindfulness and um, maybe a little meditation mm-hmm. and, um, you know, sp- doing positive self-talk um, and dealing with interpersonal verbal skills and stuff like that. So with this first episode, we're going to, Dr. Capel here is going to lead us through a seminar, a, a quick seminar on mindfulness. Yes. And so tell us what that, what, what is mindfulness? Why do I care? Why do we care? Yeah. How, how's it going to help me in the professional environment? Absolutely. So my... how's it going to help me make more money? <laughs> <laughs> it's about being intentional and having gratitude. So <clears throat> the John Kabat-Zinn definition of mindfulness involves paying attention on purpose in the present moment without judgment and the key thing is without judgment and so like that's where the negative self-talk comes in so if we're looking at ourselves in the mirror with intention and we're like oh my god my boobs aren't even or i got this belly roll and i looked in the mirror today and instead of appreciating that wow i you know look great whatever i'm like look i have wrinkles and I'm, i'm 47 i have wrinkles now and so it's about changing your framework and your mindset to really having no judgment and just thinking about what's happening in the moment. So there's a lot that goes with it. And well, so there's one thing about uh, mindfulness in terms of recognizing things. So yeah. you're recognizing your wrinkle. Yeah. But is it also bad to like, is, is being mindful also being concerned about things or is it, what is it? Like, so I'm aware of things, but... Sure. So it's, it's yes, being interpreted <laughs> as recognizing the concern. So if you're stressed... So, for example, one of my favorite things in the grocery line is I get really stressed out in the grocery line, and it's the waiting, and it's the, when am I going to get out of here? Because there's people around me, and that's, that's stressful in and of itself. And how much money am I going to spend? We split the bill, so I've got to make sure I do the calculation. So it's just very... A lot going on. So recognizing that and seeing what's coming up in my body saying okay mm. I'm, ha- I'm feeling stressed and your body knows before you do when you're having an issue so for example all of a sudden you recognize probably your gut having issues or your body's tense or for me it's like all of my jaw but recognizing that about yourself and recognizing what's happening to you in that moment and so it's non-judgmental it's like okay i'm stressed okay i recognize that mm. Let's think about that. What's coming up for me right now and why is it positive? I think there's another element just to interrupt your thought path, your thought uh, pathway, but you know, like there is the self-talk where you look and you're like, oh my God, I have wrinkles. I'm getting old now. And then there's just the acknowledgement of I have wrinkles, right? And that's where mindfulness and stuff like that comes in, where it's not necessarily positive or negative. It's just an acknowledgement of like reality Yep. of you know, instead of it being like, oh, I went to a walk today, but I didn't do my workout. It's, I went for a walk today. Hard stop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's 
the the decision not to dig into that that everything has to be labeled as a positive or a negative that things are just are and there isn't like positive and negative don't really play into it and so that to me is when it comes to mindfulness is recognizing that piece is Mm -hmm. i'm in the grocery store it's not ideal and then we go away it's not where i'm in the grocery store it's not ideal i hate this place i want it you know like yeah it's changing it from something that has to have some sort of like label to it to neutralizing it as just a state of being. Mm-hmm. So do you practice mindfulness? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have great intentions and I have like, you know, in spurts, I can do a really good job, but I'm not, I'm not great at it in intentional, in an intentional way. It is, you know, where, something happens and I'm like all these negative things and I'm like, Oh wait, that's actually not useful. And mm-hmm. I need to reiterate it in a, a different way, but it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not a meditator. Um, I can't do yoga, not because I can't physically do yoga, but because my attention span is not yoga esque. Yeah. You know, like, so the traditional mindfulness activities are not things that tend to resonate with me mm-hmm. right now, but there is this, this kind of like constant, like, voice in the back of my head because I do have a lot of really negative self-talk which we've talked about in the past is I have a lot of it so then like now I'm building up the voice that says oh hold on and that to me is where I'm at in the mindfulness piece Mm -hmm. instead of it getting lost in the negative self-talk it's that little voice in the back that says "Ah, maybe we rephrase that in a different way Mm. so as much as I would love to say I'm super intentional about things and I I do all of the stuff the way that you're supposed to Mm because you read the books it just isn't where I'm at. Yeah. Where, where I'm at is this is this is my space. I have all this trauma. I have all of this like dark and scary stuff that I've been going through for the last several years. And now I can start to focus in on me. And those first steps are small. Mm-hmm. The first steps are let's rechange the way that we think about ourselves. Let's rechange the way we think about our environment and building the separate spaces back into my house instead of everything just becoming like this constant movement of like, <laughs> I don't know what word it's supposed to be, but what is the yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess you could say that that is mindfulness in a lot of ways because it's changing yeah. the way that I'm thinking, but it's not your traditional textbook type of mindfulness. So, yeah, I, well, it actually is because you are aware of that judgment and then negating it. So, absolutely, it's mindfulness. But it took a lot of other people to help me find that. Too, yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, again, when I think about mindfulness it's not necessarily a solo practice yes it's a it's a community of people who are here to save me from myself (laughs) well that's so interesting because even at work when i mean i'm working on my certification but i recognize all the time or so many people call me out all the time from my network saying all right you're being judgmental about this scenario and Oh crap. <laughs> I cannot so judge people. you way better than I cannot judge you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can yep. be like, I am not judging you. You make your own choices. You do what you got to do. But for me, it's like, Michelle, here's all the ways that you have screwed this up and that you're failing and all that other stuff. So yeah. the, the self judgment piece is much more difficult in the mindfulness space than just acknowledging and accepting without judgment when it comes from an external source. Yeah, totally. What about you? Do you practice mindfulness? Uh, I think I practice it from a different perspective mm-hmm. and it might be bad. I'm going to just throw that out there because I've not, not studied any of this stuff, right? <laughs> I think that I would probably use it more like an excuse, like, oh, I have wrinkles. I'm 42. I probably should at this point. <laughs> okay. I'm gaining weight or I'm not in as good of shape as I would have, but that's what happens when you get older, right? Like, so I 
thinking that's where my mind space is and that may not be healthy or right but i unfortunately might be going that trend validating but also i'm an old person now and, <laughs> and we're tired i'm getting older i mean that's maybe a terrible mindset but i have three kids and we're very busy and running around all the time and maybe that's my my defense mechanism of why mm. i don't do things maybe mm -hmm. it's just oh. And so I, I don't know if that's a form of mindfulness or just an excuse, which uh, that might be. I think there's a part to it. I remember my mom saying one time, she's like, I looked down at my hands. And I don't know whose hands these are. Mm. Like they got like, when did I get old people's hands? Right. When did that happen? And so I think that there is an acknowledgement of like, things are not going to be the same. Right. Like when I teach people at the gym and they're like, well, I want to get this part of my body to do these things. And I'm like, listen, you get fit, but you don't choose what fit looks yeah. like. <laughs> your body is going to do what your body is going to do. Yeah. And so there is, I think, a lot of respect in being able to acknowledge that this is a part of life. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like, I'm going to end up with the, you know, the veins and the, all the stuff mm -hmm. in the hands because that's what happens in life. So I'm going to give you an A plus in it. Thank you. <laughs> I concur. A plus. <laughs> I'm trying. I like that, though, being aware of aging yeah. and sitting with it. We're all going to get really old and that process is you know as you're younger and you're maturing it's exciting right but then when you hit a certain point you start getting older and it's a little bit scary to know that oh it's a downward slope from here on and I think that's a, a good thing to you know sit with like yeah I, I'm aware of the process what's happening and um, I'm okay with it I guess yeah. try or try to get used to it I, I think two other while we're talking mm -hmm. two other things that came to my mind that are important uh, having a mindful mindset is dealing with fear and mm -hmm. anger because mm -hmm. those are two emotions that are very strong with me um and when they when they occur like I, I i've had points in my life where i've been really afraid and really angry and have not been happy with my response to those yeah and so my hope or i think that being more mindful of myself in those situations will allow me to take a breath and sit with that feeling and be okay with it and then respond better. That's my Yeah. And that's where like practicing mindfulness really comes into play. And it doesn't need to be like this full on traditional 30 minute meditation. It could be 10 seconds. Just try it as soon as you wake up in the morning, 10 seconds, just being intentional and seeing what that feels like. And then maybe building on that. And maybe morning isn't your time. Maybe it's evening. For me, it's when I go to bed, and I'm very intentional when I go to bed, at least taking 30 seconds to think through and be mindful. Mm. So it's finding that right, your own wire rhythm and what works for you, but that intentional practice will help you when you're in those situations uh, to be able to like think through saying, all right, I, I'm recognizing how my body's reacting. My heart rate is increasing. My hands are sweaty. I'm having a stressful moment. Let me go back to what I've practiced with my mindfulness. Like, like lifting weights. The more you lift weights, the more, the better you get, the stronger you get, and uh, your form is better, and so it increases over time. So it's the same thing with that practice. You know, one of the things, like, with anger that has always stuck to me is anger is a secondary emotion. Yeah. We treat it as a primary emotion, but it's secondary. Yep. Anger doesn't just happen. It's triggered by something else, mm -hmm. whether it be, uh, you know, like, feelings of, of feeling, um, inadequate feelings of stress feelings of sadness feelings of fear those are the things that drive anger and so whenever i'm angry i'm always just like okay you know, sometimes it's just that my kids are annoying me but the annoyance is the actual thing that i need to manage it's yeah. not the anger the anger is just the outlet it's the secondary feeling that comes from it so yeah that's so true 
And so I think about like meetings too. And like, so just meeting to meeting to meeting. And we live in a very high stress world. And that's everything from going to the grocery store. It's very stressful, just the traffic getting there. So we're constantly in this fight or flight mode and constantly in that trigger. And uh, so how do we like get out of that? And the one thing at least I recognize is I have seven to 14 meetings per day and I'm exhausted and I don't even have time to go to the bathroom half the time. So, and that's not just me, it's our whole organization. And so jumping from meeting to meeting to meeting, my sympathetic nervous system is triggered. I'm in fight or flight mode. I'm on to the next one, doing the next thing. And I'm not thinking about what I'm doing or intentional. Hmm. And uh, so the one thing that we've started doing is building a mindfulness program. And the start at each meeting, we say something as simple as, let's take the three deepest, deepest breaths that you've taken a day just to trigger the parasympathetic nervous system. So when you take a really deep breath, it triggers the vagus nerve, which triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and restore. And so it gets you out of that. Ah! And then we have more productive meetings. So like, how can we, and so it doesn't have to, again, be this whole big thing. It's just taking a deep breath and being intentional about what that breath feels like. So it's pretty cool things you can do. But I think that society is like just constantly triggering this, this fight or flight chaotic. How do people respond to you and you say let's take some deep breaths at the start of the week so it's so funny because this podcast made me really nervous and i wanted to do it with the michelles <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Michelle well, yeah. but at work like that's I, I come in and i'm a disruptor so this is what we're going to be doing at work uh and so that people just accept that with my friends it's like very different and awkward <laughs> You know, you guys know me. <laughs> that makes you so, more nervous than coworkers. Absolutely, you guys make me way more nervous than doing with coworkers. Really? Yep. Um, awesome. <laughs> yes. <You> evil. <laughs> so yeah, at work. So I just I do it, and then people typically there's a few people. I'm like, find a way to be you in this moment. If you don't want to participate, that's mm. cool. Um, but for most people, they are really appreciative. And so the first, my very first meeting where I led with all of our training officers and it was 78 people in the agency, I said, okay, we're going to start with a five minute mindful start. And wow, that totally transformed how they saw me and how we, how we interacted. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, I don't think that that's common at all, yeah, right? There is yeah. obviously Zoom fatigue was a real thing, especially mm -hmm. in the past couple of years. You know, and a lot of times when people are like, I just, what am I supposed to do? They're like, I don't have time to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, because talk about how screwed up and flipped your priorities are, where you are going to sacrifice a human basic need mm -hmm. in order to, like, it's literally two minutes. Yeah. They will wait, you know, like, you could be like, I'll be back in two minutes. I've never had anybody who'd be like, I need to take a quick bio break. I'll be right back. And I'm like, like absolutely not. Right? <laughs> you're here. You mean you're going to breathe during this meeting? <laughs> Did not sign on for that. But we've become so programmed to sacrifice self at the expense of others. Yes. And, like, that, I think, is a really problematic, like, deeper issue is to where, like, I am a human person. I am somebody. Mm -hmm. I matter. I have needs, and I'm going to meet those needs, and that will allow me to show up better for the rest of you all. Yeah. But I can't be good for everybody else if I'm not even taking the five minutes to go and, like, I just need five minutes, and then I will be right back, and it'll be way better for you. Yeah. But for some reason, we've created a society where we can't ask for that, and we can't say that out loud, mm -hmm. and I think it's really problematic. So when I'm working with clients, that's one of the things where I'm like, what do you need? You're yeah. not getting it. So what do you need? Well, I need this. Okay. How do you ask for that? And if you are uncomfortable asking for that, then that's a separate issue that we need to start to address. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is that your needs are just as important as everybody else's and you shouldn't minimize them in the, at the expense of other folks.
Absolutely. Absolutely. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do it. Get some Shoot water. Many meetings. There are too many meetings. If you have so many meetings that you cannot excuse yourself to eat, get yeah. a breath break, yeah. go take a walk, Just, go to the restroom, you've got so many meetings in your life. Yeah. yeah, so true. And how do we transform the future of work to mitigate that? I tell people all the time when I was like, think about how expensive a meeting is. Think yeah. about how much money each mm -hmm. one of those people cost in that meeting. And then mm -hmm. is that really a good use of your time? Yeah. Like if, if it is not worth it being there, you are worth more than sitting in that meeting. If it can be caught up in, you know, the follow-up notes and go that way, you know, yeah. it's that continued lesson of you want to put work at like the lowest wrong possible like you want to be able to push it down as far as possible and sometimes that is a team's chat mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a quick text message or an email that's the cheapest avenue to accomplish your goal it's often the quickest that's so true meetings are expensive if it's not worth the money then don't call that meeting or cancel it if you don't need to have it you mm -hmm. don't need to meet to meet yeah. so and just yeah. because somebody puts that meeting on your calendar doesn't mean you're responsible for going sure like you decided to meet this meeting hold on i might need some more information or i need an agenda or a pre-read and if you can't give me these things so i'm prepared for the meeting then we're not going to have it yeah like so i mean again ask for what you need mm -hmm. if these are the things that you need then you say this is what this is and if you can't meet this need then we're not going to do it I really like the asking for what you need piece mm -hmm. of it. I think I'm going to start with my teammates because they're obviously having the same struggle. I think I'm going to use that phrase with right. them. There's nicer ways to say it than my way. Right? <laughs> I love your way. But the reality of it is at the end of the day, all you're doing is saying, I need this in order to be productive. Yeah. And we as partners in work or in play or whatever, are here to help to support the people around us. Yeah. So if I work best by these things happening and you need to see me at my best, then help me appreciate and accomplish the things that I need. So. Mm -hmm. And you guys are both in organizational development. Do you're not? What What is your background? Um, like what you, employee yeah. benefits and a little bit in HR, but okay. not really. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to share a little bit about yeah. it. Yeah. And organizational development is Correct. what you do. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm not in that world. No. <laughs> I do the people. She does the policies. And the okay. She gives us the direction to go to, and I'm like, healing, bring them to me. You guys should start your own company together. We tried this once, and then it turns out neither one of us really like sourcing. Uh, okay. So that was a big mess. We need that person. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> plan. Yep. Yep. It's coming. <laughs> Oh, so do you have anything more on your notes that you want to discuss? Um, yeah, we're going to get to that. Give me <laughs> oh. a second. <laughs> we're going to do a quick mindfulness exercise. So okay. if you guys want to go grab a beverage of your choice, just pour the beverage, bring it to you, and I'll do an exercise. And also we're going to do some recordings uh, later on that we'll have posted where I'm going to walk you through some mindfulness activities. So if you want to check out that way, you're welcome to do so. Um, we are going to, we'll give you two seconds to grab your beverage. I'll go very slowly here. You don't want to show any brands on here. So. So, uh, hide your branding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this exercise in particular is oftentimes we sit in front of the TV and or sit on the couch or and eat as quickly as possible or drink as quickly as possible and not even paying attention to what we're doing so one mindful thing that you can do is eating and drinking with intention 
And if it's that sitting at the table versus the couch, or if it's just taking a minute just to appreciate the beverage that you have. Like in the morning, I just pour my coffee down my throat to get get it in my system. But when I take a minute and actually experience the coffee, I appreciate it more and I get better effects from it. So um, <laughs> we have effects. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to walk us through a mindful activity around this. So you can close your eyes, you can lower your gaze, you can stare wherever you like, you can stare at each other, I don't care. <laughs> but let's start by taking just a deep breath. Oh, is that not supposed to open it? No. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I thought it was glass already. No judgment. <laughs> just like I school. No judgment. All right, so go ahead and take a brief deep breath to get started. And feel that can in your hand or feel the glass. What does it feel like? Is it smooth? Is it rough? What's the temperature? Is it hot? Is it cold? Does it make your hand chilly? Pick up the can. Feel that weight. What does it feel like? And go ahead and open it and really hear that sound when it cracks. What comes up for you when you hear that sound? Is it feelings of joy, feelings of anticipation? All right, now you're going to smell. Really taking all those senses. What does it smell like to you? Is it fruity? Citrusy? Can you smell any other kinds of notes in there? All right, now you're going to take a sip and don't swallow. Hold it in your mouth. What are you tasting? What are you feeling? Are you feeling bubbles? Are you tasting all those notes you just smelled? When you're ready, go ahead and swallow. And really feel that sense of gratitude about something about that experience. The fact you're drinking with friends. The beautiful flavor. Whatever comes up for you. And when you're ready, cheers. <laughs> okay, but that's a positive, a positive mindful experience. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> and so that's easy to do. It's easy to, to think about all those nice experiences we're taking a drink. But what if it's a really bad? experience that you wanted to sit with it's the same thing right can you give an example of what you're talking about say somebody just flipped you up in traffic mm -hmm. and you've been stuck in traffic for the last two hours mm -hmm. and, and you're raging and you're raging um you you want to do the same exercise right you want to sit with that right you yeah. want to, and it's very uncomfortable you know i don't want to think about the person who just flipped me off yeah but, but that's what the that's what mindfulness is, right? You want to sit with that experience and not react and just, what does that feel like? 
And it's mindfulness and emotional intelligence. And that's too. what's really hard because yeah. I'm boiling over and I don't want to sit sit with that. And part of it is getting so when you're when you're in that mode, um, your amygdala is taking over. And yeah. so that's that's right. where you're not in your thinking brain, you're in your reptilian brain and right. you're in that fight or flight mode. And so it's getting yourself out of that fight or flight mode and back into your, again, parasympathetic, your prefrontal cortex, your parasympathetic nervous system. Right. So some of that is, yeah, being mindfully aware of what's happening. Some of it is asking yourself a question. So that's when I'm raging, that's usually where I start is I ask myself some sort of question that makes me think. And sometimes it's math, which I suck at math. Right. And so I really have to think. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's like I'll go into like theory, adult learning theory, but something that's going to force my thinking brain to take over and then I'll do a quick like 10 minute mindful exercise. And sometimes it's sitting there going, what does the car wheel feel like? And what is this experience? What's coming up for me? Um, how am I seeing through the window? Like, let me find something in the distance to look at, but like using different ways to, to yeah. manage your own. Yeah, I guess my, my question is, how does this type of exercise help you deal with those other types of things where you're boiling over with rage or you're frozen with fear? Yeah, so it's recognizing what's happening in your body and that it is happening. And it's about the recognition. And recognizing in and of itself can help you get you out of that situation. Yeah, I just feel like though, so, that those are such strong emotions that compared to this experience that it's totally different. Like, does this really prepare you for that? It does. Okay. It absolutely does because it's building those neural pathways to teach you how to – so the more that you do something – the uh the neural pathways start and the more you practice it they groove and groove and groove until it becomes more natural like driving when you're first learning how to drive it took a long time for those neural pathways to build and now it's like mm. natural so it's that practice and practice and practice and so when you are in that then it's more of the default to go into mindfulness than it is to rage so okay. it's changing how you and i think that there's also the component that like we often think that being afraid or being angry are bad things which again that's they're true not. they're just fine if somebody flips you off and you're angry about it okay like yeah. it might be a completely reasonable response i may have the uh you know like the right the upper hand i should be able to be angry right now and so acknowledging like i'm angry and being like it's fine that i'm angry but what do I want to do with it? Yeah. Do I A, want right. to let this ruin my day? Maybe not. The guy flipped me off. I've probably flipped off six other people on the way to this moment. So <laughs> I'm, you know, causing just as much of a stir. Or is it that, like, you know, do I need to do I need to anchor in this? Is this a fear or is this an anger that requires some sort of action based from it, right? Yeah. Because when you're afraid, you freeze. And, like, in that moment, you have to decide, do I stay here and be afraid? Is this mm -hmm. something that I should be afraid of? Or do I need to make a different choice, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where, you know, I think about the self-talk where they're, like, there's good. And then, like, this whole body positive movement that's happening. And they're, like, I want to be like that. Or there's the mm -hmm. negative and the bad. But the reality of it is is that emotions and feelings are not either thing. Yeah. The label of good or bad are bullshit. Yeah. That's so, societally based. Yeah. It's a whole separate, it's a whole separate conversation. But when we're angry, we think we have to do something because we're not allowed to be angry. You are allowed to be angry. Anger is fine. Be mad. But then like mindfulness allows us to be intentional about what comes next from this anger. Mm -hmm. So when we stop and we're like, ah, I'm angry. And we're like, it's fine that I'm angry. It's okay. This is a reasonable reason to be angry. What do I want to do with this anger? Right? Is it that I need to go you know, work out and work mm -hmm. this out? Is it that I need to write a scathing email? Like whatever that may be, you still make a choice when you're coming out of your anger and mindfulness allows you to make an intentional choice instead of an emotionally driven choice. Mm -hmm. So 
that's where like something that like when you're being mindful and you're stopping and you're pausing in those moments and acknowledging whether it's the smell of your drink or mm-hmm. whether it's that my body is elevated or whether it's that my dog is chewing on a bone at the worst possible yeah. time, right? <laughs> like you're acknowledging these things and it helps to take that mind away from the emotional into the intentional naming it so you're saying Mm -hmm. i'm angry and while you know like society has told us for a million years you're not allowed to be angry which is total crap you say i'm angry i'm allowed to be angry how do i choose to manage this Mm -hmm. right it's slowing it down because otherwise we get into the i'm angry i unleash my anger because you should now feel the punishment and the wrath of my anger or you too should be angry and then we can be angry together so when you look at something like this, it feels sometimes small and it feels like, well, that's too simple to sit down and enjoy a beverage Mm. or to recognize like in addiction, a lot of time the addiction comes from the sound of the crack Mm. of a can. That's Mm. why people choose cans over bottles is because it's the the, the, um, satisfaction of the crack, right? Mm -hmm. So like all of these things are triggers. All of these things are stuff that starts to change the way our mind thinks. And this is just one that leads us into a space of happiness or positivity for me in this current moment. And those other triggers that lead us down a negative route require the same thing from us. It requires us to stop and acknowledge this is happening. How do I choose to do with it? What do I want? What's mm-hmm. the next step? So, but it's okay to be angry. It's just the intentional piece comes next. The emotion itself is not the intentional part. Yeah. It's the next thing that happens is where mindfulness creates intentionality. Yeah. It's the response. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you respond. Yep. Cool, like that. Yeah. Anything else? That's all I have. Any closing comments? I don't know. No. Krakenmeyer wisdom. <laughs> Put it in the book. <laughs> right <about. laughs> someday. Someday I'll write a book with well, all of my little innuendos. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for doing this with us. Yeah, this means so a lot much. to me. <laughs> I'm happy to. Yay. Cheers. 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 I believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>